When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's Thursday, December 8th. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Matt Ford. This is Jeff Schwartz with Smart You, powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. It's our weekend wagering preview. We need to bounce back, Matt. Two bad weeks in a row. We now sit at 32, 31, and 2. So we need a little bit of a bounce back this week. Plenty of opportunities to get so. Uh, we have six teams on a bye. So um, sorry, fantasy owners. This is a bad weekend for that. But a good weekend to pick some winners, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. We're clinging to 500, man. It's it's just such a long season. There's peaks and valleys. I think, uh, you know, last week we didn't want to bet on we didn't want to bet against the Chiefs or the Commanders. I think in well, two weeks ago we didn't want to bet against the Chiefs. Last week we did bet on the Chiefs. I feel like I got a little bit blindsided by that. We should have definitely we should have definitely taken the Giants. I had a good feeling on that. Um, and this week, I think we're going to have a good Chiefs debate. Yeah. I, I actually really like the Broncos, so I'm wondering if we can we can talk about that. We will talk. We, we, we will talk about that. Uh, the Dolphins screwed us as well. That felt like one we could easily yeah. see coming. Um, we but, did. We yeah. saw that coming off the air. Where yeah. we, once we heard that both the tackles were out, um, that was a tough one. As soon as that game started, I was like, "This isn't going to be good." <laughs> well, after the after the first play of the game, when the Dolphins scored a seventy five yard touchdown, then it was that like, was nice. Then it became kind of clear, like the Niners were just going to overpower them. And look, guys, it's very important. Offensive defensive lines matter, and, and we record this on Wednesday. Okay, so if we record this Friday, we'd have probably a different tone about some of these injuries. We just don't know right now. We're guessing a lot of the times uh, on what the injury report is. I mean, there's some teams on the West Coast haven't even practiced yet as we record this now, so we don't even have injury right. reports for for some of those teams. The East Coast teams, we have a Wednesday injury report, but, you know, late in the season, veterans aren't practicing on Wednesday, so is it injury? Is it is it veteran rest? Uh, but just pay attention as the week, as the week gets later to, to injuries on the offensive line more than anything else. And we've seen it affect, obviously, a Super Bowl, um, you know, the with the Chiefs and, and Bucks just recently, but it, it affects – Weekly matchups between between certain teams and, and happened in the Dolphins game down two tackles and Niners pass rush got after them. So let's start with a Thursday night football game. Um, intriguing, intriguing start to the week. Very intriguing. I don't know which way we're intrigued by. I'm intrigued by the glorious mess that is the Las Vegas Raiders. They're laying six to the Super Bowl champion Rams, the new the new team of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 
Um, did we talk about that? Did you and Gabe talk about that no, on Monday or no? It didn't, it didn't happen until, until we were off the air. Now, Baker Mayfield, well, he was released, but he wasn't claimed. He's now a Ram. I don't think he'll play at all very much this week, but yeah. kind of does things, make things a little spicier if he does you know, manage to get in the game. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, it's funny. When, it came, when he was cut, that was the team I thought he would end up at. A few people uh, did, thought I was crazy, but like the Rams, they have, they're, they have nothing to tank for. They have no picks ever. So it's sort of like, all right, if they got something with this guy, like maybe they got a veteran team with a lot of guys who weren't going to just lay down, right? Like you would think that that would maybe give them a little bit of a boost. It's such a Rams move too. It's like if he ends up being good and then all of a sudden like they would have an asset, like I just feel like there's a lot of there was a lot of good reasons for them to make that pickup. But even if he doesn't play for really the rest of the season, I think it's it's still smart. Yes, I, I think to your point about like them not tanking, like, like, like they're trying to win still. They're yeah. trying to win because they don't have the pick that goes to the Lions now. How about right now as we sit? I believe picks three, four, and five of next year's draft all go to teams that did not originally own them. So the Broncos pick goes to Seattle, the Ram- the uh, Rams pick goes to the Lions, and the Saints pick goes to the Eagles. What a, That was a dumb trade. I get the Russell Wilson trade, sure, uh, and the Matt Stafford trade netted a Super Bowl, but the Saints trade up for Trevor Penning. Um, and uh, Chris Olave, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but more. I think they trade up specifically for Penning, though, right? That was the first pick of their. Of they that was the pick they gave. I think they gave up for for Penning. Yeah. Either way, not looking great. The Saints are like one of those uh, situations that I don't feel like they get talked about enough as one of the like biggest dumpster fires in the league. But they definitely are. They've uh, they got a coaching problem. They have a quarterback problem. They have one good rookie receiver. Great. Congrats. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I don't know how we start talking about the Saints. Yeah, yeah, I don't know because because of the draft. Okay, let's get to right. this game. So, actually, I don't know if you like any side, but I'll give you a prop I like. I was writing about this game for Fox Sports. And I was looking up just some. It actually, started with Josh Jacobs. All right, his number was like 88 on Action Network, and, and I thought to myself, "Wow, that's a pretty low number. He's rushed for over 100 yards now, the last three games, and we've seen a lot of teams play that too high safety look against the Raiders on first or second down." The reason teams do that is they say, man, I don't want Devonta Adams to beat us, right? We'll, we'll, we'll give up the run as long as we don't get beaten deep. But if you look at Devonta Adams, three of the last four games had a, over 100 yards receiving. And those are all against – no, four of the last five games. All four of those teams probably primarily one high safety looks. Cover three and cover one, which is easier to throw against because there's less safeties, right? So two safeties, there's one safety. Guess who leads the league in cover three defense? The Los Angeles oh. Rams. So I like Devonte Adams over his receiving number. I think it's eighty and a half. What I saw this morning. Obviously, that's not a play of ours for the five, but I don't through do props very often. It's Wednesday. It's hard to do props on Wednesday, but I like that one for Thursday night football. Interesting. Really good analysis. Good. Good call. Um, if you did have to pick a side here, where would you go? The Rams. I would too. And the number. I think. I think we. It, we shouldn't take it, I don't no. think, because Thursday it's the Rams. We I'm not positive who the quarterback is. I guess it's probably Wofford. Um but I have a feeling this is gonna keep climbing. Like all the money is on the Raiders, and they just feel like a road favorite with all this momentum that's just gonna fall in their face. Last week, this will probably come up a few times. Last week, the favorites, the only favorite that lost was the Chiefs. The only favorite that uh well, right, yeah, outright that outright loss was the Chiefs. I think it was thirteen one and one the and Ravens one last tried. week with uh, the Ravens tried their hardest. Yeah, the Ravens, the Ravens did their best. Uh, the Commanders did their best too. Um, but yeah, so I I think this week we're going to see some some weird upsets, and I would not be shocked if the Rams pulled this out for all the reasons we said. I above. Agree. Um, but you can wait. Yeah. So by the time people listen to this, it'll probably be seven. Um, oh, speaking of big lines, uh, actually, I'm looking at the wrong window. Yeah. Yes, but we're going here anyway. Texans Cowboys. Uh, this line has moved a million times. It's 16 and a half as I'm looking at it now at most places. Is it crazy to say I kind of like Dallas? I like Dallas too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I I I'm dude, the Texans are going back to Davis Mills. And the Cowboys have done mm. something the last couple of weeks that are very kind of like uncowboy like. They've just kind of kicked the ass of a bad team. Yeah, it is what they do. I mean, once you take away that uh, that Packers game, they beat the Vikings forty to three. Yeah, 
Like I, it's funny. Like you see these lines and they look so enormous, but it's like last week. What did they win? They won by damn near forty points last I think week. It was twenty-one nineteen and it ended up fifty-four nineteen. Yeah, it's like their defense can score, their special teams can score. Ceedee Lamb can just make one play. I, I don't. I mean, you should never make this kind of bet. But Here's the thing. So it's like the Texans have. So the Jetsons haven't covered very much, but they generally play close games. So like you know, it's eight, thirteen, fifteen. And they lost last week on uh, by 13 in a weird game. I mean, that game was so odd. Um, and they only had, you know, 304 yards I gave up last week. I, I, I think we don't play the Cowboys here. Maybe if we have nothing left to play this week, we we, we play the Cowboys here. But I, I rarely say that we would, you know, take a big favorite like this. But I don't hate it in this spot. Because the Texans, I think, are just kind of dead. Yeah, I agree. Um the the money line on this game Dallas is minus sixteen hundred, and the Texans are plus nine hundred. You just put you have to do you like, sprinkle a little bit on the Texans. <laughs> you have to like stuff. Stuff happens. Like I don't know. It's they're two professional football yeah. teams. Like anything's I possible. Um, I do too. I, with all that being said, I I would like lean Cowboys of all the teams. Also, don't you feel like Jeff? There's these teams in the NFL now that like when they're rolling, you can't stop them. Like. There's some teams that when they're rolling, they seem to take their foot off the gas. Like the Chiefs have been, always been a team like that, yes. where it's like, oh, they're up by 15, and it's like the game's never over. They do all this weird BS on third third down. They don't convert at the goal line. They go for it, and they don't get it. Like, But then there's teams like Dallas and now Philly, I think, where like when they are moving downhill, they just yeah. keep their foot on the gas and like build their confidence. And so I feel like Dallas, Dallas could win this game by 30. And this line will look uh, silly, or weird stuff happens, and it's a bad week to take the, the underdogs, so or the favorites. So that's a pass for yeah, now, I think. But pass. maybe we can advance it to the maybes. Um, okay, interesting one here: Browns, Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are home; they are laying yeah. six and a half. I don't believe Joe Burrow's ever beaten the. No, nope. I think he's zero for four. Yeah. Um, what do we think? <sighs> There is something to to kind of the ownage here, but this number feels too much, right? Yeah, plus six. It does. Um, the problem with this is you you have to say is is Deshaun Watson going to play better? Because if he's not, they can't cover this game. But if he does play better, they certainly can, and they do a good job against this this uh, this Bengals defense. Because they can mix, they kind of mix and match coverages, and, and they rush the passer really well. And it has given Joe Burrow fits in the past, right? I mean, this year they lost what thirty-two uh, thirteen. Uh, the Bengals did 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 uh, in that game, and last year uh, the scores were twenty-one uh, sixteen and forty-one sixteen. So they kind of have their number, we, and, and I think that matters because the same. It's normally again we talk about trends here. It's the same coaches, right, and same players. And so I think that matters in this spot. Bengals off a big win against the Chiefs. Um, Browns didn't look very good offensively, offensively against the Texans. Um, I uh, I'm in for the for the plus six here. Yeah, I am too. And I think I have a feeling we can actually find a six and a half. And I have a feeling that's where it's going to go. Um, this is like this is just like classic NFL season gambling, like. The Bengals came off this huge win, like you mentioned. The Browns look terrible. Like Deshaun Watson, we I you have to assume he's that he's he's better. Like this is not gonna be how he is. Like he got a game under yeah. his belt. I mean, I can't stand this guy, so it's hard to say like things that are good because about him. I mentioned him, last but... week, like we have to unfortunately separate the person from the player when we talk about the Browns, right? Because we could spend all sure. this time talking. We've made our, 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 our point very clear about how we feel about Deshaun Watson, the person. And we can mention every time if you guys would like. Give us feedback. Let me know if you want us to mention every single time. But we made it very clear about how we feel about Deshaun Watson, the, about the person. But we're talking about the football now. And so, and I get people were upset that that wasn't covered enough in their eyes during the game. But I get why the broadcast didn't do it, Matt. I mean, the, people yeah. are there to watch the game. And I get why the broadcast didn't go into it. But yeah, we both think Deshaun Watson's a scumbag. Like, but of course. we're talking about football here, and, and I think that we both agree he'll be better in week two. 
Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like, cool. Like, I like this. This is a spot where we have to back him. But I think like the cycle of the football season, it's always like, oh, all these favorites won. Deshaun Watson looked terrible. No one's going to want to bet him. Everyone loves the Bengals. That I, you know, I think this is probably just going to be a close game. These two teams played earlier this year, and that was the Bengals' weird Monday night blowout loss on Halloween that everyone was sort of like, what, huh? And I feel like it's. I'm not looking at their schedule, but I feel like they may not have lost since. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This this feels like a spot where you just take the six and a half if we can find it, which I'm looking at one. Um, so I'm, I'm cool with passing this through at least the next round. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. I, this is like either the biggest no-brainer this next game or something that is like too good to be true and we should talk about. But the Jets are at the Bills. Uh, no. The, the Jets are... They're getting nine and no, a half, Jeff. No. What is this? It's because Mike White's not that good. That's why. But he's not that bad either. Like but he's not. This he's, is just like a divisional yeah. t- slugfest game. Like I, I, you're probably right because all of the professional money is on the Bills and it keeps moving. It was eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. It's probably going to get to ten. But I just don't. I don't see it. Like the well, the, I, I, the Jets' I, I defense see, is so good. I don't see the Bills. I'm not betting on the Bills here, but I just don't feel as comfortable betting on the Jets in this spot. Like, you're on the road again, back to back weeks. You're playing a good team again in, in the second week in a row. Um, a Bills team that is rested, right? They didn't play last week. They had the, the Thursday, Thursday night, night game. So, oh yeah. yeah, Thursday night. So they're a little. So Two they're Thursdays a little rested. Now, Miller out for the season. We got that word today. That, but he was already on injured reserve, I believe, or on. He wasn't going to play this game anyways. I, I, I see we have better bets than Jets plus nine and a half on the board, but I'm I'm with like, I'm with the sentiment here. Like you're not taking the Bills in my opinion, but the Jets to me still worry me because Mike White didn't play as well last week, and he kind of got bailed out by the Vikings just having terrible tackling. Mm-hmm. That's true, um, but I, I mean remember that these two teams. Uh, we're going to start to say this more and more. Like these two teams played already. The second game is always a little bit tighter. The Jets actually ended up winning the first game, um, which is pretty, still pretty surprising. Um, I feel like this is just going to be everyone's teaser game. Everyone's going to do their three to or two and a half for the Bills, and like it's going to be tight. Um, but you know, Josh Allen's looked a little better. That team, yeah. like they cruised against New England. So I, I, I don't know. I'm surprised. That I mean, I assume. Let me look here. That the public is going to be all over the Jets. Um, let's take a look. Jets are getting yeah. They have the majority of the bets and only fourteen percent of the money. Yeah. So this is a too good to be true thing. I feel like this is another like sprinkle on the Jets money line. They're getting like plus three fifty. I'll put it as a maybe. It's a maybe. I th- I think you just have. I mean, the Jets are good. Like the Bills. This is like the Bills are the best team in the league. Get at home, give them their yeah. respect kind of line. And after last week where the favorites were so successful, this feels like one of those division game, two good defenses. I'm curious like if we know the weather there yet. Yeah, what's yeah. the total here? Do we know? Whoops. The total is uh, 44. Huh. Pretty low. No, that's not. That's Interesting. not low. That's, that's like that's a little above average normally, right? For most lines, it feels higher than it yeah. Should I be. guess you're right. Ninety-two percent of the money yeah. on the under. Interesting. All right, let's uh, let's pencil that as a maybe. I have a feeling it's not going to make it, but I definitely have a feeling yes. that this game will. Oh, absolutely, your New York Giants plus seven against the I Eagles. I already wrote it. I already wrote it as a yes. Just letting you know, it's already a yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny. We were talking in the office today. Uh, former producer Nick is here, and he was talking about that AI thing that everyone's doing, where they're you can like ask this thing really complicated yeah, questions and it can him. distill it. Yeah. So I was just saying, like, why don't we just have this on the podcast? Like, we know we're taking the Giants. Like, we we an automated program would know <laughs> a divisional matchup with the Eagles laying seven off of this off of a big win where they've looked kind of shaky the last couple of weeks just just lay it make the case i mean the giants are a team that is pesky we talk about them all the time right they're a well coached football team they play even though they might not win every game they play teams tough each week and the eagles are on the road here off a big win the giants tied washington no one's on the giants this week seven points is a lot for a team in the giants i'm i'm going to make sure i have this right here They've played in one-score games in 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of their thirteen games so far this season. Wow. So like hmm. ten of their twelve games, I should say. They played one game where they, they lost the Lions by it looks like thirteen here if I have my numbers correctly, and lost the Seahawks by fourteen. Otherwise, it's again, it's tie, eight points, eight points, six, four, five, eight, seven, three, and one. Like they just play close hmm. football games. And Eagles are going on the road here. Hang put some trends in here, and I don't know if these matter or not, but you know, teams over the last 20 years that have a win percentage over 90%, so they're pretty good in the, in December, have a, a gets a spread of, of 32%. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not wow. as good on the road as well, covering uh, only five of, of 16 games. So this feels like, again, the Giants as a team that just kind of overachieves each week, runs the ball, kind of keeps this game within range. Um, I'm, I'm in on it. Yep, the Giants eat clock. They have really creative play calls. They every week, it seems like they're in the game and could win or lose yeah. based on a few fringe plays. They also really need this win. Yeah, they do. Um, they really need it. And the Eagles, the Eagles, like I, you know, we're going to get to the Vikings too. Like that, the Eagles at some point are going to drop some of these games that feel kind of yeah. close. Um, so this this could be one of them. Also, like just I, I mean, the Giants are just aren't like a fun team to watch. So I feel like I just kind of am like aware of them without really yeah. watching them like I did last week. Their interior on the defense is so good. Like they're strong, they're fast. Like the Eagles are not going to have an easy time running the ball. And AJ Brown is probably not going to have three touchdowns again. So I think it's a I think it's a good spot to buy low oh, on man. the Giants. Great. All right, we got one in in Penn. Um, let's talk about a, another divisional battle with the worst division, the, the AFC South. The Jags are going to Tennessee. Uh, the line is four, four and a half, depending what side we like here. Um, I definitely like a side. Curious if you do. Do you? Do you like? You like? You like the Titans here? I love the Titans here. I love the Titans. I feel like everyone's just like is off the Titans because they they bl- got blown out by a, a really good team where they lost their receiver early, early in the game. Tennessee's thing this year, if you just like look at who they've played, Tennessee tends to beat teams that are worse yes. than them and lose to teams that are better than them. Like yeah, very they hold serve. They Every week, like they, they're close against these good teams. They're close to the Bengals. They, they're close to the Chiefs. They've lost the, yeah, they, Their like, four losses are Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Um, there's one more division leader. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Eagles. That's it. And, and the Giants, yeah. So it's like they're all playoff teams. Like they're all teams that are that are really strong. And then they're unde- they're undefeated in the AFC South. They always sort of seem to beat up these these bad teams in their division. Um, they're coming back home after you know a, a big loss. And the Jaguars, I just don't understand what people see in them. I understand they have like good metrics. I understand Trevor Lawrence is really is is like a really nice player. Um, but the, they just don't win road games. Like, what what are we talking about? Like, we think they're going to go into Tennessee and, like, actually have a chance to win this game. They've won one road game since 2019. We said it last week when we took the Lions. What's different here? They're going against a much better coach team where Derrick Henry did nothing last week. Like, yeah. Everyone's going to be like, ah, oh, Tennessee. We know what Tennessee is. Like, this is where, te- this is where Derrick Henry – Beats the hell out of people is December outdoors against a hot weather team coming up in the division. Like I love the Titans here. I don't understand why I'm everybody's good, on the Jags. I'm good with putting them in. I mean, I, I get your point. I just think I'm sort of maybe wrongfully off them after, after last week. Also, Jacksonville again, as we we point out, very very bad as a road team. And now they're back on the road again. Terrible. Yeah. They, yeah. Trevor Lawrence has one run one road game. Like this is this is a real thing. And Tennessee just like every single time they play these teams at home, they've beaten the, they've they've won nine out of ten against the Jags. Like okay. they're just like, a team so that takes care I like of the Titans minus four. I, I agree with you. I, I'm I'm in. I just need some convincing on that. Yeah. I don't think we'll regret that, even oh, if God, we don't this, get it. It's like we bet on Vrabel against Trevor this Lawrence. Next game is gonna I want I yeah. want no part of it, but um you, oh, geez, I hope you don't have a side. I did, and then the line moved quite a bit. This opened, so we're talking Vikings-Lions. Um, this opened with the Vikings, as you would assume, as a two-point favorite. And it's moved because everyone's hammering the Lions. Um, the Lions are laying two now, two, up to two and a half even in some books. Still getting all the money. 
Still getting 95% of the Don't money. Don't like it. Just stay away. Just stay away from me. Um, I know lines are five and seven, right? The Vikings have two losses, 10 and two, I believe. Um, yep. And we've talked often about, you know, the Vikings maybe not getting the respect they deserve. And maybe that's fair. Maybe that's not. But the Lions are still a flawed football team, especially on defense. And they played better, you know, recently on defense. But I just, I can't put money on either one of these teams right now. The Vikings, I, I don't think, I mean, couldn't you see the Vikings win this by two touchdowns and being like, hey, guys, we're better than the Lions? Like, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Kind of no. Like the Vikings don't beat anyone by two touchdowns is the problem. Like they every single game is is a nail biter. And, you know, last week we watched Mike White and Garrett Wilson just absolutely demolish this Vikings secondary who got gassed and they made some nice plays at the end. They got a little lucky with that Barrios drop. Like they probably should have lost that game. And every week we're like, the Vikings probably should have lost, but they didn't. And this week, like the the Detroit Lions like I know that you're I know how you feel about Jared Goff so like he's it's better than it's really going to take some he's playing great and like this offense with a healthy St Brown has just been incredible like against the Bills they put up twenty five but uh, they they've had thirty point games since uh, the middle of November every single week um, so I just think like they're kind of humming and we know that we know that the Vikings are going to start to drop some games soon, right? Like they're not going to just like keep winning by three every single week. This, I had the feeling of like, when I saw that this game, when, when this opened as the Vikings as a road favorite, it was like, got to take Detroit. I think I took them like on Monday. Um, But now that the line shifted, it's a little tricky, but getting, getting two isn't so bad. It's basically a pick. Um, I I feel like we have better ones this week. No. And I'm, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm not like going to stand on the table for it, but if we're if we're looking for a fifth, I would definitely do this over uh, over Dallas. Okay, okay, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I, do you, are are you with me or are you? Is this just a no? No, I mean, you if you like it that it. much, I'm willing to put it as a maybe, but it's not like I just don't think we're going to get there. Okay, we'll see. Well, let's talk about yeah. I mean, a lot of good divisional games this week. Oh, the next one is. Uh, Ravens Titans, oh, this or I'm sorry, Ravens Steelers. Um, <sighs> the Steelers are now a favorite with the news that Lamar Jackson's going to miss one to three weeks with a sprained knee ligaments. Um, so Tyler Huntley, who do we want to back here? Well, mm, oh man, this one's tough. Um, I I think the Steelers are the side here because the Ravens just aren't as good this season. It's that simple, right? They're just not as good this season. And they've had plenty of opportunities to kind of, A, finish games. And they finished last week, but they had 10 total points. Um, but they're just, there's something a little bit off with Baltimore this year. And they and what's funny is their DVOA is fourth, but it doesn't feel like they're the fourth best team in the NFL, right? No. Huntley did not win a single game last season as a starter. Now, he covered a bunch of those games, but didn't win. And now the team is like worse. The team plays worse now. Pittsburgh is just feisty with with Kenny Pickett, right? I think offensively, they just they kind of run around, make enough plays. It looks disjointed at times, but they just find open guys and they run the, the running of the ball a, a little bit better. But I feel like counting out the Ravens is never the right thing to do. So I'm kind of conflicted here on 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 what we would take or what I would take in this. Um, but I, I'm leaning toward Pittsburgh here minus the two and a half. But that feels too, too squarish too. I'm not sure it's square. I think... The Ravens, to me, I feel like are just the Vikings East. Like, every game, it's a nail-biter. Every game, they're up at the end and, oh, wait, what's going on in Baltimore? All of a sudden, like, they're not, you know, the game's close. The Ravens have had an absolutely cake schedule for so long. So, in start, let's start in, uh, they lost the Giants in mid-October in a, a wacky game where I think they also blew a big lead. They beat the Browns with Jacoby Brissett. They beat the Bucks, which at the time felt like a bigger win than it does now. They beat the Saints on the road on Monday night in what was the only like real blowout they had all season. They beat Carolina. They beat they lost to Jacksonville by one, excuse me. And then they beat Russell Wilson's Broncos 10 to 9 last week. Like they haven't played anyone since the beginning of October when they had that stretch where they played yeah, the Dolphins. I- 
the Patriots, the Bills, and the Bengals. Like, they're this team. Everyone's like, oh, the Ravens. Like, I saw them, like, someone's power rankings. Not that that matters. They were, like, in the top five. I'm like, what was the last time they had a good win? They haven't beaten anybody. And now you look at the rest of their schedule, and it's like they still have Pittsburgh twice. Pittsburgh, I think we have to put in the caveat that, like, let's assume TJ Watt is starting. Great staff from the Action Network. Um, and our friend Evan Abrams, that they're 55, 25, and 2, the Steelers are, with Watt in the lineup straight up. And without him, they're 1 and 10. So if Watt's out, I don't feel like you can ever bet no, on the I'm Steelers. Either, yeah. um, but I just feel like this is a good number. The Ravens, I think, are going to get exposed here. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I didn't expect to make this impassioned of a case for the Steelers, but as soon as you said you were thinking about it, it's like, why aren't we taking yeah. it? Like, what are we I, doing I'm, here? I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you as far as the, the logic in that. I just... Maybe because the last couple of weeks we've had these obvious ones and it's kind of been like hurt, bit us a little bit. And I'm just trying to avoid doing that where the line moves like this. Everyone's on one team. It's not, again, it's not always the, the, the right or wrong thing to do, but that's, I think I'm trying to limit just kind of the way we've been doing things the last couple of weeks and kind of getting back to what we have done in the past, which in this next game. So Pittsburgh, by the way, is a maybe. And we have a, we have a bunch yeah. of maybes. This next game, though, I feel like it's going to, could be a Sharpie in the column right now type of game. I think we should. I want to add one last thing okay. on the um on on the Ravens. So Mark Andrews, if you look at his stats, all of his best games have come with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. I know that sounds crazy, but like his his tight end one season last year in fantasy, his blow up monster games where he had uh 10 catches for 136 and two touchdowns against Green Bay he had 11 catches against Cleveland's for with 115 in a touch. He his yards total and his touchdowns seem to come more when Huntley is starting. And I'm sure when the player prop markets come out, you can get a discount on his uh, yardage oh, yeah. over under and like touchdown score this week. I would say that you should buy on Andrews, and if if you're a disappointed fantasy owner, that you might get you might have a nice week. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. But yeah, let's move on to Chiefs Broncos. Sorry to derail us there. I just I had to get that in. Um, you mentioned that we're going to like this game. It's because the Broncos, the the most ugly team in the league, are plus nine and a half yeah. at home. Uh, I so I, everyone's going to assume you're taking the Chiefs. Tell them why you're not. Well, this is the game the Chiefs win by like a field goal. This is like the classic yep. Chiefs game, right? Um, and I, but also too, guys, Denver's defense is really good. Like I, I think it's part of this as well is that with Denver's defense and with their ability to rush the passer and just play great coverage, I think the Chiefs are going to have trouble moving the ball. It's just not really a pro-Russell Wilson. It's just – but it's also the Chiefs' defense kind of got bullied against the Bengals, and they should have been more ready for it. I'm a little pissed off at the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs make dumb mistakes against most teams, and they get away with it because they're better. You can't do that against Buffalo and in Cincinnati. And, you, and the, the Broncos, they can and so this game is going to be like 21-13. It's just going to be ugly, low scoring, and the Broncos is a divisional opponent here. No one's betting on them. They can't win a game. Well, we don't need them to win a game. All we need them to do is cover this game. Cover this game. And I hate doing this because I'm a Chiefs fan. I don't like sitting there rooting for them to win by less points. Um, but Denver plus 9.5 is a great number. It's a lot of points in the NFL, and it's the way to go. I mean, there is so much money this week on Kansas City. You have to take Denver here plus the nine and a half and just suck it up and do it. Yep, that's right. I think uh, that no, no. this is one of those where you just like have to remove the teams from your head and just say like, okay, you got to take the Broncos here. If you lose it, you were you did the right thing, and like maybe the Chiefs had this big blow-up revenge game, but like, I don't think the Chiefs are super worried about one regular season loss to the Bengals. And if they do, if they are, they're going to come out a little bit flatter anyway. Um, also, like just generally, as the season progresses, when you have these 
home dogs, they get better against covering against the spread. When you have home divisional dogs, they get better covering against the spread. When it's outdoor teams like this, you just you just got to do it. I'm so, with you. I total um, agreement. Listen to your friends Jeff and Matt, and, and just take the nine and a half and hold your nose. Um, okay, the late window now. I, I feel like that's a lot of games for uh, for with six teams off a of bye. The late window, especially because we have like uh, a lean, Panthers. We have like a lean in all of them. Which we typically don't. I do. know it's bizarre. Um, Panthers Seahawks. So we we discussed this at the beginning. Interesting that you're thinking the Panthers here. So the the Seahawks are laying three and a half to Sam Darnold. Um, what would be the Panthers' case here? Well, I was going to make a case for them, and then I've seen the eight maybes we have already, and they're all better than making a case for the Panthers. Um, so I probably will stay away from this one. But I but I but man, I don't think the Seahawks are a side either in minus three and a half. Like that's a bad number, and they're just not playing ball as good as they have. I mean, you know, the case for the Panthers is that Sam Darnold is. The best quarterback they've had all season, which um, is crazy. crazy. <laughs> um, but there's a there's a lot of sharp money on the Panthers this week in this game. But you're going across the country. It's a Seattle team that needs a win in the worst way. They won last weekend, but they're just they're not playing as crisp as they have in the past, right? And so yep. I think that's kind of where you're looking at the Panthers, maybe playing kind of their best ish ball of the season. Seattle not playing as well, and you're looking at, at points here. But I. I don't, I don't really terribly like either side anymore. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to this Thursday or Friday, you've probably already heard about what's happening with Kenneth Walker and Dante Foreman, both of whom have, are questionable as we yeah. talk about this game now. Um, I think both would actually make a really serious impact if neither were able to play. Um, I th- I mean I I would take Seattle here, but I'm not going to make the case for it. The number sucks. Yes. Um, so let's move on. But that sort of dovetails in. I, I, a friend approached me today with a bet that he thought about making, and it ties directly into this game. So yeah. I'll tee it up here. Seahawks to win the NFC West. What do you think the odds would be for that? They're, for the listeners, this, the 49ers are ahead, 8-4. and four. Uh, The Seahawks are 7-5. and five. The Rams and Cardinals are dead. What would you think the odds would be? Um, plus 200. It was plus 300, and they still play each other once in Seattle. Um, so, you know, if if Brock Purdy is not actually as good as he looked last yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's part of the case, yeah. Probably the case. They're playing Tom Brady and the Bucks this week. They're laying three at home. It's not a bad, not a bad wager. It's not, because next week, I just clicked out of their schedule, damn it. Next week, the 49ers go to Seattle on, on a short week. Then they host the Commanders in a really good defense. Then they go to the Raiders, suddenly frisky, and then they play the Cardinals in what could be a get-right game. Um, but like all of us, everyone's like, "Oh, they're fine." Like it doesn't. The quarterback doesn't matter. Jimmy G doesn't matter. Like, may I remind you that with Jimmy Garoppolo, we only have his against the spread record here. But Shanahan, uh, thirty-five and 21, 25 and one against the spread with Garoppolo, sixteen and twenty-two without him. When you take his uh, his win-loss, it's crazy. He's won eight games. Uh, without Jimmy Garoppolo starting, and I think he's won like some outrageous number with him starting. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, it's a big disparity. There is. So, what do you think? Are, are you on Brock Purdy? Or are you no, off him so, for this week? What, what do we I, think? I so by the way, they're, they're favored by three at hosting Tampa Bay, which is just <laughs> I, it's kind of silly to me. I'm not taking. It's crazy. I'm not taking Tampa here because they're just a, a whole bag of mess right now. They are just like a, a, a shitstorm of. Bad coaching and bad play right now, um, and they're going to win their division host and host the Cowboys, which is just hilariously funny. Um, Mike uh, Mike McCarthy Todd Bowles playoff game. What a joy we have for the best coaching in, in all the National Football League. Um, so, I would say no wager on this game. Maybe a Brock Purdy under wager. I don't think they're going to go. The offense will go through him quite the same it was last week. But Tampa Bay is just, I, I can't, they're untrustworthy right now. I, I just can't do it. So that to me is where I said no wager in this one. Yeah, it's Todd Bowles. It, I really, I want to be able to make a better case um, because I just think this 49ers team is so beatable. But there, I did find the record, by the way. The 49ers with Garoppolo are 42 and 19 straight up, 9 and 29 straight up without him. I mean, that is just like, that's striking. Uh, a because Garoppolo hasn't been there for twenty years. He's been there for like five years. He's injured all the time. Um, 
I would think that three and a half, if I just had to pick this, like I would really like the Bucks here. It just feels like this is a good, this is a good D line. Tom Brady going back to San Francisco. Like this is this is gonna be a weird game. Something strange is gonna happen, especially after this week where all the favorites covered. This just has a 49 or a Bucks feel, but you mentioned it. Like they just they suck. Like you never know what's coming. They they I mean the Saints, I just said they were like the worst team in the league, and they beat them by one point on on a short week. So I think it's probably a pass, but I there is some part of me that really wants to say maybe we should take the Bucks here. <sighs> I would love to take Tampa Bay here, but I just think, Matt, they are just so unreliable right now. Like, I, I can't bet on – I just can't bet on Todd Bowles on the road. Like, I just – he is such a bad coach, and he got bailed out by, by Mark Ingram not going out of bounds at the end of that game, right? Yep. I, I just – like, he. I, I'm so disappointed in them this season. Like, they just have not – they just they're not as well coached this year as they have been in the past. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah, well, it's very frustrating for for Tom Brady. Um okay, so we're gonna pass this just because Todd Bowles is that bad yes. of a coach, unfortunately. But I do have a feeling we'll be texting about that on Sunday. Possibly. Um yeah. Sunday night game flexed into LA. Uh the Dolphins are at the Chargers. The Dolphins are laying three in LA. Don't you dare talk me into the Chargers. I, no, I won't allow I, I'm, it. I'm not gonna, I, we're not no, doing it. I'm not, the wager is the Chargers, but we're not doing it. This game we're not doing it. is going to break no gonna break Twitter, right? Because there's a group of uh, people on social media called Two and On that are the biggest Dolphins fans of all time. They've now been joined by Emmanuel Wacho, good buddy of mine, so I can mock him for, for this as the biggest Tua defender. Like, I need someone – I need to pay him to like – defend me in like real life. I'm just going to be like, whenever I get in trouble, it's going to say, hey, Ocho, like just talk to my wife for me. Like just pump me up, defend me. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. Against Justin Herbert, who has the most losses in the NFL as a quarterback the last two years, I believe, right? But his team, he has 3,300 yards passing this season and doesn't have one receiver in the top 30 in receiving yards. Wow. Like he's doing it with nothing. Nothing. Um, so... I, I get it, man. It's, but this is just going to be one of those games where I'm sitting there, I'm a Herbert fan, and it's just going to be a glorious kind of shit show on social media for three hours straight where our biases are going to come into play. We're going to, every throw is going to be like analyzed. Like we never analyzed anything in our entire life before. It's just going to be a a mess, man. It is going to be a mess. I don't have any interest. I would say that it feels like everyone's off the Dolphins now. The Dolphins, I don't think the Dolphins are getting enough credit for how good they actually are. Um, I think that last week was a really bad matchup. Tua has, has had this little ankle problem, which is another reason that I wouldn't take the Dolphins, even though I kind of do. I kind of am interested in them. But the Chargers, like this is what happens. We we're, They're better as dogs. When you have no expectations, they they light up the game. Like I, I'm curious, I, the total in this. This feels like it's you couldn't make it high enough for me to want to play the over in this. It's 52. It's that's high, but it's just this feels like it's going to be a track meet. Um, so it's a stay away. But I don't know. I think I think it's going to be. You're right. It's just going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to just be a spectator. It's going to be so. Dude, it's going to be like. It's just going to be. It's going to be great. Like, we're just going to be screaming at each other on social media for three hours over this game. And like I said, like if Justin Herbert plays well, it's going to be like, see, told you, everyone. I told you, right? Like, it's just going to be one of those games. Yeah, it's true. And I'm, and I'm here for it. I love it. Well, one game that I think is going to make Twitter really sad is Patriots-Cardinals. Um, yeah, we don't even have to talk about this game. This feels like a complete waste of time. Yeah, Pats are, la- are road favorites at Arizona. I don't know which team I trust less. I weirdly kind of like Arizona, but that is a no chance this makes it in the uh, in the contest for us. You weirdly like Arizona in this game, huh? I think. Actually, no. I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's like, to me, it's it's a nothing. Like, I like nothing in this game. Ugh. Yeah, let's not even talk about it. We're not going to play it. Um, yeah. All right. So we've got how many, how many maybes do we have? I feel like we're up to okay. seven or eight. So I, I feel like we have three yeses so far. Cleveland plus six, Giants plus seven. Denver plus nine and a half. Are those the three yeses? I'm seeing six and a half for the for the Browns, so I think we should call it okay. that. Six, six and a half, fine with me. Okay. 
So our others, so we're throwing Dallas out. Okay. So others were the Jets, which I just don't terribly like. But Titans minus four, Pittsburgh minus two and a half, Detroit minus two. Um, we're taking the, Dallas. You out. like the Titans a lot, right? Yeah, I like the Titans a lot. <laughs> I like the okay. Titans a lot. So, so we'll put the Titans in there. So now we need one more. We need one more wager here. Pittsburgh. Okay, here's the thing. We have two. So we have the Lions hosting minus two and a half. Excuse me, minus two Vikings. Pittsburgh hosting Lamar Huntley um, Ravens at minus two and a half. Which one of those do you like better? I think we have to take the Lions out. Agreed. Pittsburgh was going to. I think. I think it has to be Pittsburgh, right? What is it about this Jets line? This feels. This feels like four points too high. Like I just. I'm so surprised. Mike White is a back. Because Mike White is a backup quarterback going into Buffalo. That's why. Yeah. This is Vegas saying like, do not take the Jets. But everyone's still everyone. I, they're still getting a lot of public money on the Jets. Right. Like you. 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 You sort of agree with my premise. Like, if if we. I know that people think Mike White's better, which I'm. I'm for that idea. But are you telling me that like this game doesn't it's not 28-10? It could get really ugly. And like that road crowd um yeah, I I'm I'm with you. I think and like the the only thing yeah, you're right. It's the right side. I'm looking up the uh the Steelers Ravens history here because I have a feeling that um no matter what it's happens it's it's always close. Overtime no last year, one-point game that in the earlier meeting last year. Um, Pittsburgh won the last two. Actually, they won the last – actually, they've won the last – am I reading this right? The last four um, against Baltimore. Pittsburgh has? Yeah, and I think Tyler Huntley played in at least one of them. I, th- I, think, I think I call him Lamar Huntley earlier, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's certainly Tyler Huntley. Utah, of Utah fame, covered him in college. Trace McSorley played in the last uh, – the last game. Because remember last year they were everything was so was so kind of or twenty twenty, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, it feels like Pittsburgh is gonna win that game. They might win it by two. But it's it's definitely gonna be a uh I do like Pittsburgh in that. All right. We got our five. They're ugly. We got our five? They're ugly, but they're they're glorious. Just like us. Um, <laughs> they are glorious just like us. Um all right, so it's Cleveland plus six and a half, Giants plus seven. Denver plus nine and a half, Tennessee minus four, Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I feel like we are on the right track here with where we like our games. We need we need a bounce back week, so it kind of has to be good, Matt. It has to be good this week. Unfortunately, no more college football at the moment. I will say though, this weekend is the Army Navy game, Matt, and the total the total is the total has gone under in sixteen straight of these games. Okay, sixteen straight games between Army and Navy. The total has gone under in, I think, 41 of the last 50 matchups with service academy schools. All right? So that includes Air Force, obviously. What do you think the total is for this game? It's got – I mean, the total has got to be like 35. <laughs> like, it's got to be so low. It is 32 and a half right now. Wow. And I, I'm sure people will say, pound the under. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Um, yeah. Pretty crazy, right? Very crazy. Hey, I got a question for you. So yeah. the I when I, I don't pay super close attention to college football, this has been exposed on this podcast many times. But when I saw the opening line for Georgia, Ohio State, I was pretty intrigued by Georgia laying six and a half. It's, ab- you're, it's absolutely the right wager to make. Well, so it almost felt like yeah. sort of like that Bills line where I was just like, hang on a second. Like, what's happening? It almost felt like too good to be true in a weird way. And I don't follow the sport, so I didn't really know. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. Um so the reason the reason why um is Ohio State is very like high in the power ratings for like if you look at SP plus or FPI or just anyone in Vegas, like they're highly because they have a really good offense and at times they play really good defense. The problem is if you walk if I watch them play and I do watch them play for the Joe Moore or for you know for the offensive lineman, there's just like this physicality part missing. Hmm. where Michigan's done this two years in a row, just like punched them directly in the mouth over and over again, and they eventually submit, right? What's Georgia going to do? They're going to punch them in the mouth the entire game, and Ohio State, and until proven otherwise, is going to submit, right? And again, they can prove us all the way wrong. You can play this clip all you want, but prove me right, because the last two times you've played a team that could push you around, Michigan, 
You've been pushed around. Okay, the Rose Bowl against Utah, you let a lot of bazillion points to a Utah team that was a bunch of guys who were hurt, and you scored like 45, but they had a backup running back playing corner in that game. Like Utah couldn't, and they, they, Utah, by the way, also pushed Ohio State around in that game as well. Ohio State ended up winning that game, obviously. Utah was down to their backup quarterback in that game as well. And to me, like, that's why. It's like Georgia, when they have wanted to play this season, they have covered every game that they've played. They have dominated the opponent when, when they want to play. Now, can Ohio State score a bunch of points and keep this close? Absolutely. But I do think that Georgia, in the end of this game, wins this game by 10 to 14 points, maybe more. And that's, I would put money on Georgia. I put money on both of the favorites in, in, in these games. In, and remember, too, most of the semifinal games have been blowouts in, in, in this round. Like, if you go back to the history of semifinal games, the last one that like felt like any close was like, Georgia, Oklahoma in 2018. Otherwise, they're mostly butt whoopings. Hmm. The total in that is uh, is really high. It's 61, and I feel like that's just going to be the Georgia like 20 to to 10, right? Like, well, no, I mean Georgia allowed allowed points to LSU last weekend, and that might be why the total is a little bit higher. But Ohio State can legitimately score, like they yeah. can, and I think they're going to score on Georgia. The thing about it is Georgia's going to bludgeon them to death with their offense. Hmm. Interesting. So the other game, I think, was was it eight and a half for Michigan? Is that what I just saw? Do you think that's another? I, I, I think Michigan, just sort of the same thought process. Like, Michigan and Georgia, to me, I, I, the B, if the BCS system wasn't placed this year, it would be fine with me. Like, just like have the two best teams play and be done with it. And they're the two best teams. And they're going to, again, they're teams that, over the course of 60 minutes, end up physically dominating you. And I think that's what TCU is going to be. TCU couldn't handle... Uh, Kansas State's defensive line, Michigan's defense brings it too. So I, I, I think that's the concern for TCU in this game as well, um, is that Michigan, I think, eventually wears them down. Huh. All right. Well, I don't mean to spoil any bowl previews no. that we're going to definitely be talking about more. One last line I want to hit, Jeff. Um, yeah. You are staying in the Lower East Side of New York. You're yes. very close to Katz's Deli. Um, w- over under today. one and a half pastrami sandwiches <sighs> ordered by you at Katz's Deli while you're in New York doing shows with our friend Nick Wright on First yes. Things First, by the way. So everyone should tune in. Um, so the pro- I walked by there today. The line was way too long. Absurd. I'm, not a, I'm not a line waiter no. um, like that. I It sounds maybe rude and bougie to say, but so zero because I'm not waiting that long. No. If I walk... If I walk by there tomorrow, like when they open early, maybe I'll wait for 15 minutes or so. But that's a 30 minute wait. And I've had their, I've had it before. Like I'm not, it's not like I haven't had their sandwich before. It's also a matzo ball soup and a sandwich is 40 bucks now. It's <laughs> freaking nuts, man. Like the first time I went there, I was like, "Hang on, did you did you add a decimal point? Like or move this thing over a little bit? What are we talking about?" And I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Russ and daughters uh, bagel and locks tomorrow though. I can order that. I can order and just show up and pick it up. That is a really nice choice. You will not regret yeah. that. I, I can I'm, promise. You. I've ordered Russ and Daughters on on Gold Belly before. I'm, I'm very excited to be in this part. Now I'm gonna. We're done here. I'm gonna get my butt up. This is why I like New York. I'm gonna walk a mile to pick up sushi. <laughs> Our friend Dan Rubenstein said, "Hey, this place is great. I'm gonna walk a mile there. It's like 40 degrees outside. I'm gonna walk a mile back. I'm gonna earn my dinner and must sweat the entire time. So I need to get going. Have a great weekend, everyone, and um, enjoy wagering." Hope you win. Best of luck. Talk to you